0: said that deep in the heart of southwest sydney australia lives an ethnic stereotype who rivals all other stereotypes his name oh it's me wild and he is foul-mouthed and stereotyped oh <laughs> shit guinea New year, new intro, welcome back to the podcast, episode 3 of Foul Mouthed and Stereotyped with me, your host, his stereotype the most, Wildfra. And it is good to be back recording. I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten behind the mic and I've got everything set up, all my notes, things that I want to talk about, everything ready, and for one reason or another, I just haven't recorded. So of course, the things that I wanted to talk about, they're obsolete. They're not even worth mentioning now. It's old news. Forget about it. So I've only got myself to blame, of course. Now I know what you're thinking. You're asking, hey, hey, Wild, What were you doing that was so important that you couldn't record a little podcast for us, huh? What were you doing? What was so important? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. Other than, of course, binge watching the nanny on Stan. Because why not, huh? What can I say? The stereotype of Fran Fine... It gets to me, it speaks to my heart, a stereotype knows the stereotype's needs. And what can I say, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. we all know that. No secret, nothing new there. But the other thing I've been doing, I've been trying to plan, or help plan, with the fellow groomsman, the Bucks party for a dear, dear friend, basically a brother at this stage, we've known each other for so long, Daniel, Danlito, as I like to call him. I don't think he likes it, but hey, I'll call him it anyway. I'm a piece of shit like that. But we've been planning the Bucks, coming up with ideas and things to do. And here's the thing. We're going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas on this one, baby. We ain't doing things by half. Never been before. So I'm pretty pumped on two levels. One, to give a great Bucks party to my brother, Daniel. And of course, to hit up the sites and see what they got going on. Because i never been. I mean, basically, it's going to be... An Ocean's Eleven, a Daniel's Eleven, we're gonna be cleaning up the casinos, we're gonna be taking them to the cleaner, we're gonna be rich and betting it all on Red, what could possibly go wrong, huh? Think positively, for once. (laughs) I'm gonna come back a broken man. Broke, bummy, but with a head full of memories. Well, maybe not because, man, we're gonna get smashed. Nah, I'm just kidding, drink responsibly. Nah nah, but for real, for real. It's gonna be hectic. Gonna be pretty sick. I'm pretty keen. Very keen to be fair. But so in preparation, other than just you know, I said I was watching the nanny, but other than that, I've been planning on watching all the hangover movies. Because a bit of inspiration, a bit of a bit of something to set the tone for the Bucks in Vegas, you know? But don't worry, we're not gonna lose him, we're not gonna lose him. But uh well we might. Who knows? Who am I to say? Who am I to predict what's going to happen? What am I? Guido Damas or something? Nah, that's not how I play these things. I want to talk about a thing that I didn't even think was going to be an issue with this Bucks and the wedding because the wedding's in Hawaii and that's going to be awesome. So of course I've been focused on the Bucks and the wedding that's happening later this year and there's something that I didn't even consider being an issue being an issue. So stick around, that's going to be coming up in uh, another segment where I'll be talking about things that really annoy me. Of course, you know what that is. Brought it in in episode two, so it's only right that I bring it back for episode three. So be sure to stick around here on Foul Mouth and Stereotype. Today, I want to be talking about Christmas and New Years and the things that annoy me about them. Of course, I know, I know, it's been and gone. It's been a while. I mean, at the time of recording this, it's the 2nd of February and I'm a real jerk off for dragging my feet, but what can I say? I already told you my reasons. I don't know if they're reasons or if you consider them excuses, but hey, it is what it is and that's what I'm sticking to, but of course. Like every other episode, before we really get into it and I tell you what I've been up to and stuff like that, why don't we get ourselves situated? I got my coffee as always. I got my little side drink with a little something something in it. And then I've got a cigar. Man, I have been looking everywhere for these Romeo and Julieta cigars. I swear to God, what is it? A ban or something? Everywhere doesn't seem to have them. What's going on? I started smoking them ages back. And then all of a sudden, they were so difficult to find... There was a great difficulty in finding them. And then, so I thought, okay, you know, don't complain, find something else. So then I started smoking Henry Winterman's. Then, of course, that starts becoming difficult to find. Once again, I switch up, go to Don Thomas. The fuck you doing? What do you think? That's even difficult to find. My God. So today, I was lucky enough to find a Romeo and Juliet number one. And my God. It was like a sign from God to say, Hey, you gotta be recording this podcast when you're smoking it. So that's exactly what I'm gonna be doing. So let me grab my lighter. Let me grab the cigar. I've already cut it. And I'm just gonna light it up. Give me a second, huh? Ah, flavor country. Now let's get back to the regular scheduled programming of Found Mountain Stereotype. Man, You think with all this free time of me not recording that I'd actually find time to get my hair cut. But the lady who cuts my hair, shout goes out to Karen. The person who cuts my hair, they're on holidays, of course, over the Christmas break and New Year. But I'm not going to another barber or hairdresser or anything like that because I just have no luck with those things. So let me tell you a little story. A couple of months ago, probably about a year ago to be fair. What can I say? Math was never my strong suit. So, a couple couple of months to a year ago, I used to go to a real local hairdresser, a real local barber, I should say. And, you know, they were good. The price was good. They'd be cutting the hair good. But then, you know, the more times I go in, I start seeing these guys, these new faces, and they're sweeping the floor. Obviously, they're the apprentice. They're learning. They're sweeping the floor. So, there was, like, one guy who had just started. He's sweeping the floor Never seen him before in my life, except for this day, because this was his first day. I get my hair cut by one of the regular barbers, and I go on my way. Then, of course, when it's time to get my fresh cut, I gotta look good, gotta look fresh to death. So I go back. Now, all of a sudden, this kid who was sweeping the hair on my last haircut, he's now cutting hair. Now, I'm very particular when it comes to my hair. I'm very protective. Of who is cutting my hair, but I was desperate. Time was of the essence. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So he cuts my hair and I'm in such a rush. I get out of there. Then when I come home, I see the kid has frigging given me two different styles of sideburns. One's just like a normal, sort of like straight cut sideburn. And then the other one is pointy, a pointed sideburn. Now, what am I going to do with that? What are you doing to me? So... I go another time, I get a different guy to cut my hair, he stuffs it up. He stuffs it up the next time as well. Then the third time I go back, I'm thinking, man, I gotta get one of the regular dudes to be cutting my hair. None of them are in. It's all these kids that were sweeping hair one day, next day they're cutting it. What are you doing? So I'm like, nah, nah, not on my watch. So I go to a different one. And it was empty and I'm thinking, great. But really, in hindsight, I should have thought, shit, why is this place empty? It used to be packed. It used to have to wait like 10, 15 minutes for a fresh cut. But all, I just walk straight in. Not a single soul's in there. Anyway, this one guy, he goes, he's, you know, like, sit down. And as I'm sitting down, this guy comes out of nowhere, this other guy. And he's like, no, no, I'll cut his hair. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting down and, you know, they put the apron on me. And he's staring at me in the mirror and he's got the straight cut razor, like just near my ear, not far from the throat. And he's just staring at me and he goes, do you remember me? I'm like, sorry, me, do you remember me? And I'm staring at this guy and I'm like, man, I don't think I've ever seen this guy in my life. You know, I see a lot of people. I'm a very sociable kind of guy. So forgive me if I don't remember your face. All right. But he just keeps hounding me. Do you remember me? And each time he's got to repeat the question, he becomes a little bit more frantic and waving that straight razor. I'm thinking, motherfucker, I will look over to the other guy, but he's busy now. Other people have started coming in, and now more barbers from the back room have come out to the floor. I'm thinking, great, out of all the barbers, I've got to get this guy who wants to slit my throat for some reason. I'm like, nah, I'm sorry, man. I don't remember you. And then his eyes narrow and he's like, you don't remember me. Because I remember you. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm a very memorable kind of person. No matter how hard you try to forget me, you ain't forgetting me. You, on the other hand, I'm sorry. I can't remember you. And he's just, he's just staring and starts doing that nod. You know, like that, that frustrated nod. Like when someone's just thinking, this motherfucker. And as he's nodding in, in synchronization, he's waving this. Straight Razor. And then he just cracks a smile and he's like, It's me from... And I was like, oh shit, I said the name. I'm gonna beep it out. But then, I'm like, "Ah!" Oh. I'm like, we had to go through all this pantomime. This whole production. Of you waving this straight razor. I'm thinking this motherfucker. I'm thinking it's beef from the street. Or something. I'm thinking I'm hooked up with his sister or something. I don't know. Anyway, I get the haircut. And surprise, surprise, guess what happens? He fucked it up. I had to wear a baseball cap for the longest time until the hairline evened out. Because the sides, seriously, one was like so short and then the other one was so low. Like the normal length or height, whatever the fuck, that I normally get it. My God. So after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm just sticking back to my original hairdresser. Who has never led me astray. He's never given a bad cut. What can I say? You stick with what you know. That's why it ain't just chop and change barbers and hairdressers. I can't do that. I've never been the type, but I had to switch ages ago. I was, you know, I left it to the last minute. Seems to be a running theme with me doing things late when I went to book a haircut. So I was like, damn, I got to find a haircut ASAP. So that's why I went to these guys. And man, boy, did I pay for it. I love my hair. If you want to be the king, you got to have a good crown, you know? But man, am I in need of a haircut because the frizz, the humidity that is causing this frizz, I never thought humidity would be an issue or an enemy of mine, but it's both an enemy and an issue of mine. A pretty big one. I've got a Natal throw at the moment. I'm all over the place. And speaking of issues, I think it's about that time where I talk about things that I have an issue with. In the segment I like to call, Oh! okay okay let's address the elephant in the room i know what you're thinking hey wild the fuck you do changing the name you only just brought it in in episode two and you're already changing the name in episode three the fuck's going on well i'll tell you what the fuck is going on it turns out a lot of people have a difficulty pronouncing costaña or even spelling it myself included so i thought hey you know what why don't we just make it easier for everybody? And why don't we just change the name? And I'm going to tell you, this is these are the few things that really boil my sugo. in particularly with this Bucks thing. Like I said, I didn't even think this was an issue with the Bucks and the wedding. Man, it turns out that mother dearest, ma, mama, madre, my madre, she has a concern, a deep fear possibly, That I'm going to follow the path of my friend Daniel. Dan Lieto. Down the path of going to America. Finding a girl and moving over there. That's her concern. Are you for real? Are you for real, Ma? So much say that she's decided to play matchmaker to try and keep me in the country that the family probably swam to back in the day. To set up a new life in Australia. The land of opportunity. So her concern has gotten to the point, or her concern rather, for me finding an American girl and living over there, has gotten to the point that she has decided to play matchmaker. Matchmaker Madre. Mama the matchmaker has started pulling out a Rolodex and going through the names. And she's like, she goes, I got this friend who's got a daughter and I think you'll be perfect. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, huh? What are you talking about? She's telling me how this friend, it's either the daughter or the granddaughter. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't even listening, to be honest. I was looking at tracksuits online. She's talking. And I'm like, what do you want about? And she's like, yeah, yeah. She was telling me all about her. And apparently, it's gotten to the point that the concern is so strong that mum's beefing up the resume and talking shit that there's no way I could uphold. Like, for serious, for real, for real. She goes, This person goes, Oh, she loves horses. Absolutely loves horses, loves riding horses, loves everything about horses. And mum goes, No. You gotta be kidding me. Because my son, he loves horses, he adores them. That's all he talks about, horse this, horse that, different breeds. He knows them all. The fuck are you doing? That is something that you just can't. I've never. I don't even think I've ridden a horse. I haven't even been in a Ferrari, and you're out here talking about me going horseback riding, but like I'm, you know, part of the Olympics equestrian team or something. What are you doing? How am I gonna back that up? Are you fucking crazy? The fuck you thinking? Then. The person goes, "Well, I hope he doesn't expect um, lots of home-cooked meals because all she can cook is macaroni and cheese." And mum goes, "Oh my god, this just can't get any better. I think it's kismet. I think it's meant to be because he absolutely loves macaroni and cheese, which I have to admit, it's true. I do enjoy it. But you know what she's basing this on? This love for macaroni and cheese." from years ago almost 10 years ago the year was 2013 i w- i was spent a week at my friend daniel's house and some of the other roommates when he was back in australia when he was still living here i spent a week in there cuz i was hiding from this crazy chick i took like a whole bunch of macaroni and cheese with me cuz i went to the the shops beforehand i got some supplies and i thought you know what I don't really want to dirty up their kitchen. It's just me. I'm no fuss. Plus two, I don't like cleaning. So the the minimal amount of things I have to clean suits me fine. So I bought like a week's worth of macaroni and cheese and I was on my way. So basically, now I'm a horse enthusiast who just can't get enough of mac and cheese. What are you doing? You watch. The next time I see her, what's the better, copper slipper or wooden spoon to the back of the head with the quickness? Seriously. Now, of course, let's get into the second thing that really boils my soogle. And it's going back to the whole New Year thing. I know I'm a little late because New Year's has been and gone. We're in the second month of the year. But let me speak about what boils my soogle. Thank you. (laughs) Man, that whole year in review thing that everyone was doing on Instagram and Snapchat. That's cool if you're doing shit. But if you're not doing anything... Don't make me go through 80 slides of you doing nothing. Now, that's not to say that I did anything. I did absolutely nothing. Nothing worth bragging about at all. But at least I had the decency not to make people suffer through the mundane, everyday, blah, blah, boring that was my year. I'm not going to make someone review that. But everyone else was like, here's me at the beach. Here's me planting a plant. Here's me in the garden. Here's me at my grandmothers. Here's me at this. Here's me at that. Nobody cares. You're not doing anything great. But then there were some people that were doing it. And they're showing all these adventures. Like, you you know they were doing this to brag. It was a flex. It was them being braggadocio. Trying to show that they're better than you. And I got that. Because I did jack shit last year. And I'm watching this. And I'm like, "Geez, I need to be a little bit more productive with my time. But then I'm watching these other people sharing their year in review. Of them going for a walk. Taking their dog to the park. And that really made me feel good about myself. Because I was like, "Geez, At least I did a little bit more than that. And then even what I did was better than that. And I still don't feel like sharing my year in review. See... Unless you're doing something that's really hectic, don't share it in review. I'm not going through 52 slides of boring. I went through 52 weeks of boring. My own. My own year. Why would I want to suffer through your boring year? Forget about it. And keeping on the subject of New Year, the other thing that really boils my sugar is those people who feel the need. To send an SMS to wish Happy New Year. Nine hours early. They send it so early. I oh, just want to get in before the rush. Just want to get in before the lines get tied. Lines get tied? What are we talking on tin cans and string? What year do you think you're going into? What year do you think you're leaving? Jesus Christ, tie up the line. My God, what are you doing? How do you live? How do you function? Who dresses you? In the morning, who feeds you? Who bathes you if you think that in this day and age SMS lines are gonna get tied up that drastically that you need to send an SMS nine hours in advance to wish me happy new year? If that's what you don't even act like you're doing something either. My god, you ain't doing shit, I bet you're in bed by eight. For real, for real. I'm being serious. Nine hours early? I'm pre-gaming. I'm pre-gaming and you're ruining my buzz. Sending me that message. Jeez. Lift your game. Send it at midnight. Send it afterwards. Enjoy yourself. Forget about it. Forget about if you don't send it straight away. The intention's there, but you don't have to send it nine hours early. The fuck you thinking? Give me a minute. Let me just take a deep breath. Let me have some cigar. Let me relax. Oof. I know what you're thinking. Jesus Christ, you're overreacting. Settle down. And I maybe am. I'm not going to act like I'm probably not. What can I say? I'm a jerk off. There's no way around it. Things annoy me. <laughs> Things boil my soul. And that, of course, brings us to the end of the segment that I have now changed the name to, that I now call... Oh! and i think that's a better place than ever to wrap up the podcast bit of a short one this time round just really wanted to touch base try and be a bit more consistent or at least get something out seeing as i've been dragging my feet getting episode three up onto the podcast platforms i am um, Be sure to follow me on Instagram, that's at wildfra, Y-L-D-F-R-A. Or you could follow the Instagram of the podcast, which has jackal posts or followers, at F-M-A-S podcast. So thanks for sticking around. Thanks for joining episode three. It's good to be back. And this has been found, Mouthed and Stereotyped with me, your host, who stereotyped the most, Wildfra.